Welcome to the Unfiltered Life Podcast. My name is Karina Manini. I'm a hairdresser, pastor's kid, wife, and fur mom, amongst other things. And I'm here to discuss all things girl talk. It's time to gain godly perspective on those hard-to-talk-about topics. Here, we will unravel all things health, relationships, faith, beauty, and lifestyle. So grab your strongest cup of coffee, because things are about to get ridiculously unfiltered. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Unfiltered Life Podcast. I am so excited to be here and to be recording this episode for you because it is something that I'm very, very passionate about and something that resonates with me so much. And I think that's really important when you talk about something is making sure that it is something that you've either gone through, you've walked through, you've overcome, or you've dealt with before. And sometimes it's hard to talk about it. Um, This episode in particular, fear and anxiety, is definitely um, a hard topic for me to talk about because there's so much that I've dealt with in the past in regard to anxiety. Um, It's something that I've overcome, but it's also something that I deal with every day. And I think that that's really important before we even dive into it, is knowing that just because you've overcome something in your life, just because you have know for a fact that God has completely restored something in your heart or brought you through a difficult situation or, you know, helped you overcome a sin or struggle in your life that doesn't mean that you never face that again does that make sense so for example just because I feel like God has completely helped me overcome body issues and insecurity and self-hatred doesn't mean that every single day I'm gonna wake up with this undeniable certainty of how amazing God has created me There's going to be times where the enemy is going to try to creep in and I'm going to be getting dressed and getting ready and looking in the mirror and having those those thoughts again. That doesn't mean that God hasn't completely healed me of that. But the enemy is always going to try to work in certain areas in your life because he knows what your past weaknesses were. And so I just want to have you guys kind of think about that because I know for the longest time... I had this type of shame in regards to fear and anxiety and feeling like I couldn't talk about it because I'd already talked about it. Once you talk about something, you can't ever bring it up again, right? But I just want to totally squash that here. This, like I say all the time, this is a safe place. We're here to talk about real things, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's completely ridiculous to think that in this moment I have a little bit of fear talking about fear and anxiety because I know some people are going to agree some people are going to disagree some people are going to love this topic and it's going to resonate with them and some people are going to think talk about joy talk about the good things in life but we're here to talk about the real things in life and the truth is we all dear deal with fear in some aspect or another 
And a large majority of us struggle with some type of anxiety. And there's a lot of different types of anxiety. There's generalized anxiety, which is exaggerated worry and tension, chronic anxiety, essentially. There's OCD, which is characterized by recurrent unwanted thoughts or repetitive behaviors. There's panic disorders. There's PTSD, which is anxiety that obviously stems from trauma. And that, I feel like, is one of the forms of anxiety that a lot of people tend to sympathize with a little bit more. They tend to understand that one because it's a little bit more understandable than the rest. There's social phobia, which is an overwhelming anxiety in everyday social situations. And we see that a lot more in young children and in adolescent years. But there are so many people who still struggle with that even today. And I think the important thing on looking at all these you know, five major types of anxiety is being able to pinpoint if you do struggle with anxiety, what the root issue is, for example. Like I think that for sure in my younger years, I dealt with a lot of panic disorder. And now looking at my mature, more adult years of my life, a lot of my anxiety stems from PTSD, not necessarily, you know, OCD or anything like that. I know for a fact that my anxiety stems from traumatic events in my life. And that's okay. I think we have the stigma as Christians that you're not allowed to talk about fear or anxiety. And if you do, you better have a few good Bible verses to you know, help you through them. And that's totally true. I think you should always have scriptures to walk you through those tough seasons in your life. But one thing I will say with anxiety is there's from someone who has completely struggled with this my entire life. It can be really hard to talk about it, especially in a Christian type setting. A lot of people I know when I was younger, didn't understand. They didn't know what it was that I was dealing with or struggling with. They didn't understand why I was having this anxiety. And obviously a lot of it came from, you know, these traumatic events in my life. And I think that sometimes we do need to seek counsel for those types of situations. I think that I would have been so much better off if I would have honestly gone to some type of counseling or therapist, even if it was faith-based, but something to help me walk through this anxiety and this PTSD that I had been dealing with and still to this day have reoccurring, you know, after I deal with the aftermath of those struggles so much in my older years still to this day that I know for a fact if I would have gone and dealt with it instead of just sweeping it under the rug and saying you know but I believe in God so I can't deal with fear and anxiety I believe in God so I'm just gonna trust you and that's great that's so true and I think that for fear that's totally understandable but when it comes to anxiety and I don't want to diminish one or the other or make one seem greater but for example you can be sad sometimes but that doesn't mean that you struggle with depression that's kind of how I look at fear and anxiety you can have moments of being fearful 
fear kind of relates to the known or understood threat. So I'm walking in the dark and a stranger comes up behind me with a knife. That's fear. In that moment, I understand that there is a true, real threat. And that is, that's understandable. Then there's anxiety, which relates to the possibility. So I don't want to go outside in the dark because what if a stranger comes up to me with a knife? I know I have to go out. I know I have these responsibilities and these things I need to do, but I'm so paralyzed by this anxiety that I'm just not going to go outside at all. I'm going to stay locked up in my house. I'm only going to go out in the daytime. Those kind of things that kind of hinder you, that's the difference between fear and anxiety. And it's kind of scary to talk about. I know I have felt this kind of burden of, you know, is it a topic that you talk about? Is it just something that you you just let them wait it out? But the truth is, I feel like as a young teenager and preteen, I dealt with so much more anxiety and fear and even shame because of the way that it was handled that I know for a fact that this is something that we need to talk about. It's something that we need to address. It's something that people and young uh, young people, especially young women, need to understand that it is okay to say, hey, I'm a Christian, I'm a pastor's kid, and I struggle with anxiety. I have anxiety attacks daily, and I want to get rid of them. I want help. I want to know how to overcome this because it isn't just a, a bad dream. It isn't just, you know, being afraid here and there. It's something that literally mentally and emotionally and physically can cripple you to the point where you don't even know what to do at all. I want you to understand if you're someone who you struggle with anxiety, I see you, I understand you, and I know that it is so hard sometimes. Sometimes it even makes it to where you don't want to socialize at all. You don't want to talk or do things and people are like, hey, let's go and do this. And it's like, I'm too scared. I'm literally just so crippled by anxiety that I can't even get out of bed. I have had moments where my anxiety, and I I think that I grew up not being able, and it wasn't due to my parents by any means. I think that, like I said, there's this stigma within Christianity and not to, you know, I, I want to really specify something. I'm not trashing on anybody. I'm not saying Christianity is bad and it's wrong. I think that we're still learning how to deal with things. We're still learning how to effectively overcome things. And I think that if my story on how I've overcome and still deal with anxiety every single day and have to overcome it daily, if my story with anxiety can help even just one person, then it's totally worth the conversation. I just want to throw that out there. Like, this is not bashing anybody, any church at all. But I think I grew up in this thing where it was just like, not something you talked about. It was just not something that you really discussed. And it wasn't, and I hate to say it, but it was almost like it wasn't taken seriously. I remember after the season of really dealing with a really traumatic thing in my life and going and saying, hey, like, I really think that there's something wrong. I really think that 
I'm dealing with some type of anxiety, but it's not just I'm afraid. I think this is like really bad. And, you know, and I've had this conversation with my parents, but I think even my dad said he just didn't know how to deal with it. You know, he he didn't really understand the fullness of what it was that I was going through. And I hate to get emotional because it is something that is so hard and I love my parents to death. And I know that they tried as best as they could to deal with that aspect of what I was struggling with so much. But I think that when we're not really told how to deal with it, it can make it really hard. (laughs) And so I remember almost feeling like it wasn't being taken seriously. Like this crippling fear that I had wasn't being taken seriously at all. And not to throw my parents under the bus at all um, because I love them and they are amazing and they now have such an amazing understanding of the anxiety that I deal with on the daily and I've had amazing conversations with my dad and but for those of you guys who don't know um I was a part of YWAM which is Youth with a Mission and I had my outreach in Nepal um and I was there in 2015 when Nepal had their 8.2 earthquake and I knew it was bad. I knew that the things that I had seen, the things that I had heard and the things that I kind of had lived through, I knew it was bad, but I didn't know how bad it was until I came back home. And I think that a lot of people who struggle with PTSD, they can totally, you know, understand this and attest to this. It's not until you're put back in your normal environment and taken out of, you know, where that trauma had taken place that you realize the full effect of what had happened. Um, Sometimes trauma can play this trick um, on you where it'll make you kind of forget things. Um, I think that's something that our brain kind of subconsciously does almost to protect us um, because we know, like, we just wouldn't be able to handle it if we remembered everything all at once. And so I remember coming back home And every day it felt like I was remembering something. Every day it felt like that adrenaline high was slowly wearing off. And I was starting to remember details that were both heartbreaking and horrifying. I would wake up in the middle of the night crying and shaking because I was having these reoccurring nightmares. But it was flashbacks of what... I had seen and what had happened and I remember not being able to you know go and do things with my friends and my family when I got back something as simple as you know hiking and going and doing this I was so terrified that I couldn't I couldn't do it and I remember wanting so badly to just cry out for help and just say like this you don't understand and I felt like every time I would talk to somebody about it I would get the comment of no you don't have PTSD no you don't you're just afraid like it's fine like don't make it over dramatic and I think that's sometimes how we can tend to deal with 
those hard to talk about issues like fear, anxiety, depression, suicide. Like we're just like in that moment when it is being vocalized, we have this tendency to say, no, like, no, I don't think that really is anxiety. You're not anxious, you know, like because it's uncomfortable. We don't want to hear this person that we love so much. And sometimes it's not even that we don't want to hear it. We just don't know what to say. We don't know what to say when someone says, hey, I literally have been dealing with the worst anxiety attacks so bad, or I've really been dealing with, you know, suicidal thoughts and and depression. And sometimes we'll say, well, no, you're not depressed. You just need to get out more. You just need to be happy. You just need to surround yourself with happier people. And sometimes that, that can help a little bit. But as someone who really struggled with this crippling anxiety, I can, I can tell you for a fact, the one thing that would have helped the most would have just been for someone to listen. It would have just been for someone to say, I hear you, tell me what you went through, tell me what you saw. Because anxiety really is this thing that we deal with alone. It's the struggle of feeling completely helpless, completely by ourselves and out of control. And so sometimes all we need is just this person to listen, to sit and not, you don't have to have an answer. You don't have to have a response or something to say, just simply to just be there, to listen, to say, okay, let me walk through this with you. I remember I had, right after the earthquake, I had one of our leaders who, because I was by myself when the earthquake happened, and so even more, I was feeling that sense of, you know, being alone and out of control, which I know personally is the root of my anxiety since the time I was like five years old, is being alone and being completely out of control of the situation or what's happening. And I remember the biggest thing that helped me get through it was having someone sit with me and say, tell me from the beginning, walk me through it as if I was there, walk me through it as if it's happening again right now. And some people can be like, wow, that's, that's so scary. That's so overwhelming. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to talk. That's, that's a lot. And it is, it's a very heavy thing to do to walk through someone's darkest moments to sit there and say okay walk me through the moment that you're feeling at your lowest and at your darkest sometimes it is the hardest thing to do but it's so needed and I remember walking through and just being completely broken but I was doing it and it took that feeling of being completely by myself and alone and being the only one who felt that feeling and that emotion it kind of relieved that a little bit to be able to have someone else who now understood fully what I was feeling, who felt what I felt, who heard what I heard, who dealt and saw with what I saw, it kind of helped me feel like back in that moment I wasn't by myself. And on top of that, it kind of helped me see where God was in that whole moment. There were so many amazing moments after that I saw God's provision in my life. But it was so scary and it was so hard. And I think that what would have made it so easy 
and not so easy, but what would have made it a lot easier would have just been for someone to listen. And this doesn't even just apply for fear or anxiety. It applies for everything. Just simply to be able to sit there and listen, it's the difference between sympathy and empathy. It's the difference between hearing someone and understanding someone. Listening to respond and listening to understand. As someone who constantly, still, it doesn't just go away. If you're someone who you deal with any type of fear, anxiety, depression, self-hatred, anything, I want you to know it, it doesn't just go away. And I don't say that to scare you or to make you upset. I say that to kind of give you hope. I remember this shame that I felt every time I would have another anxiety attack because I felt like I prayed for this. God took this away from me. Why am I dealing with this again? And feeling like the shame of, well, maybe I didn't really give it all to God. Maybe I didn't completely give this up. Maybe maybe this sin just isn't going to go away. Maybe this is just who I am. And I want to give you hope if you're in that moment, if you're in that season. I've been where you're at. I've been on the side of the road hyperventilating with a police officer waiting till my boyfriend got there. I've been there. I've been there where I literally can't even drive because I can't breathe. Or waking up in the middle of the night and and just crying and feeling like I don't want to wake my husband up because I don't want him to feel what I'm feeling right now. And if you're in that moment, I want to give you hope and I want to reassure you, talk to somebody Don't internalize it because the moment you internalize it, the enemy has full power to make you feel like you are the only one who is feeling this, that you are the only one who is dealing with this. That is the biggest lie and that is the biggest thing. That's the only tool that the enemy has. And that's the biggest thing that holds people who deal with anxiety and fear. That's what holds us back the most. That's what keeps us in that spot of continuing to be anxious, of continuing to let our fear completely paralyze us and immobilize us, is not being able to just simply talk to somebody. Communicate. Tell somebody. Sit down. Go see a counselor. You guys, I can attest if I would have just gone and gotten the counsel and gotten the treatment that I needed. Yes, I totally believe in praying and and God totally overcoming that. But I also believe that there's power in fellowship and there's power in going and talking to someone and having them help you walk through it. That's also something that is so vital and so needed. It's a sin and sometimes it's so hard to acknowledge the fact that what I'm dealing with, like... I'm literally so anxious because I do not trust God. And that's a hard thing to come to. A hard place to be at is to be like, God, I give this all to you. Because that alone is what our anxiety and our fear is based off of, is this lack of control. So then here we are again giving this control to someone else. And that's that's hard. And so I want to just tell you if you're in that place if you're feeling like you're alone you're not alone find other people 
surround yourself with other people talk to other people let them know have someone be there and fully it doesn't have to be everybody but just find the one person who you can fully just let them know everything that you're dealing with everything that you feel don't hold back find someone who's willing to be that for you and if you're someone who you're listening and you're like I don't deal with fear and anxiety but man all I want to tell you be that for somebody don't run away when it gets hard or when you don't know what to say be there be present listen understand try to understand because it helps all and it makes all the difference I remember my dad, they came out with a documentary on Netflix about the earthquake in Nepal. And my parents watched watched it. And I remember my dad calling me and he was so emotional because it wasn't until that moment that he fully realized what I had saw, what I had gone through, what I had, I actually lived through, I survived. And all of the things that they didn't understand that I had actually seen. I was safe, but I wasn't safe from the trauma. I was blessed to be alive when a lot of people weren't. But I was also forever changed by that event. And my dad, until that moment, had no idea the extent of what I was dealing with. And I remember he called and he apologized. And he didn't realize how much that meant. I was in a season of, I was so past it. But it meant the world to know someone gets it. Someone sees it. Someone understands. And I'm, I'm no longer alone. I'm no longer dealing with this by myself. I no longer have to internalize it and feel like it's something that cripples me and paralyzes me. If you are someone who that's where you're at, I just want to know you are going to get through it. I promise you, you're going to get through it. It seems hopeless now. It seems terrifying now. It's so overwhelming now. But I promise you, there's going to come a moment where you're going to be able to just fully let it go. And yes, every day there'll be more that comes up. And every day you'll have to, you know, deal with the never-ending cycle. And I think that's God's way of letting us heal fully. Is we He's like, I'm gonna work on this little bit of your heart first, and then and then this little bit, because if he dealt with it all right away, it would be too much. And so just know, just because you have a moment of anxiety, that doesn't mean that. God hasn't restored that in you. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope that this episode helped you and inspired you. I hope that it made some sense. (laughs) This episode's kind of going up a little bit later than usual. But just within these past few weeks, it's been something that I really have been feeling so heavy on my heart. I've been working on so many new things and paths and seasons in my life are coming up that I'm not really in control of. 
And it's kind of sparked some fear in me again. And it's kind of had me have to practice what I preach, which is letting it go and taking that deep breath and knowing that God is in control. Even when I'm not in control, I'm a control freak, guys. But even when I'm not in control, God is in control. And there's an amazing song that I love so much and it's helped a lot. But there's a part in the song that says, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. And how true is that? There are moments where we don't feel or see God working at all. All we feel is this fear and anxiety. But just know that there's a deeper root system that's happening. And God is bringing you through this trial. And it's going to be a testimony for so many others. You're going to be able to help so many other people just through God bringing you through this. And so I hope this encouraged you. I hope this made some sense. I'm sorry it was just me today talking at you. (laughs) Next week we will have an amazing guest. But today, I just want to encourage you. I want to love you and I want to say, you're not alone. God's going to bring you through this. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are powerful and you are courageous and you are bold. And you are made to conquer so much more than you even know. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will see you guys next week or talk to you guys next week. Don't forget if you want to have any type of prayer requests or talk to me or have any feedback on any of the episodes we do, you can always send me a voice message on the Anchor app. I love you guys so much and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. We're so glad you were able to join us this week on the Unfiltered Life Podcast. If you want to keep up with us, make sure to follow us on our Facebook page, the.unfiltered.life, for more content daily. If you have any questions or prayer requests, make sure to leave us a voice message on the Anchor app, and we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Mm-hmm.